the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. Joined by Ambassador John Bolton, the National Security Advisor to President Trump. Good morning, Mr. Ambassador. Thanks for joining us so early. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Uh, Juan Guaido yesterday, took uh, last night, urged people to take to the streets today. Are there any early indications from Venezuela that that will happen? Well, we think that it will. You know, originally uh, today was planned for a nationwide demonstration uh, against the Maduro regime. Uh, and the events of yesterday kind of were on a separate stream that happened to come together in time. But the but the plans for the rallies today uh, are still going forward. The, you know, the unanswered question remains whether the Cubans and the Russians and the regime uh, are prepared to use force against the innocent civilians who want to come out and demonstrate their opposition. There were uh, some cases of force yesterday. We've heard of uh, reports one, one person killed, 70 or more injured as a result of uh, actions by the military. So hopefully they won't do that today, but then that won't discourage people from coming out. There are tens of thousands of Americans in Venezuela. Have any of them been put in harm's way? We have not heard reports there. We, our estimate is between 40 and 45,000 American citizens. There, there are over a million European Union citizens. Of course, they're very worried about the situation there as well. So it's a, it's a very, very delicate moment. Last night, the Sebin leader, the Manuel Ricardo Christopher Figueroa, sided with Guido. That's their secret police. How many secret police are there, and what does that sign mean for Maduro? Well, it's uh, it's very significant, and the the intelligence service is now split, as is much of the military. You know, the the uh, the, the media, I think, have gotten a lot of this story wrong. What what we saw in the run up. Uh, uh, to yesterday's events, and and this was really it was handled by the opposition in Venezuela. The United States was not directly involved in it, but senior officials of the Maduro regime were flatly uh, uh, agreeing that Maduro had to go. They had documents they were prepared to sign with opposition leader Juan Guaido uh, that would embody their agreement and the steps that would be taken. The Supreme Court would uh, declare Maduro's uh, constituent assembly illegitimate. That would clarify for everybody, uh, if anybody needed clarification, the legitimacy of the National Assembly led by uh, by Juan Guaido. Uh, and then that would have uh, allowed the military to, to cover themselves in a way, Defense Minister Padrino and others, to take action. Now, for reasons that are still not clear, uh, that didn't go forward yesterday. Mike Pompeo said uh, uh, last night, uh, which we knew during the day, that uh, Maduro had been prepared to flee to Cuba, and it was the Russians that talked him out of it. So uh, I think that uh, the, the dissatisfaction with Maduro and the regime and, frankly, with the Cubans and the Russians is very deep-seated. Uh, we, we don't know how events will play out over the next days. 
but nobody should think that that there's any reflection here that you know the people in the military of Venezuela are very happy with Nicolas Maduro's regime. They are absolutely not. They're more unhappy with it today than they were yesterday. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, once you fire up the jet, as Secretary Pompeo said on CNN last night, it's kind of hard to persuade everyone you're not one step away from bolting the country with your money and your bags of gold. You mentioned yesterday in your presser, Mikhail Marino, the head of Maduro's Supreme Court, Rafael Hernandez Dalla, the commander of the Presidential Guard, and the defense minister, minister Vladimir Lopez. Are, yeah, Maduro's got to be looking at them and saying, what in the world are you guys going to shoot me in the back? Well, listen, th- this is another reason why any uh, facile conclusion that uh, things are going to return to quote-unquote normal is completely wrong. You've now got, uh, within the top leadership of the regime, uh, clear indications that they don't trust each other, they don't talk to each other. How, how can how can uh, Maduro look at Pedrino, the, the, the defense minister, uh, and not think that well maybe this first coup attempt didn't uh, didn't work, but but the next one's coming. That that's why uh, it's impossible for these people to work together. The situation's not sustainable, uh, and usually when a situation's not sustainable. It's not sustained. Lima Group and OAS Strong, did they issue statements last night in in, uh, support of Guaido? Yeah, there were a number of statements. We're looking at other things we can do within the Organization of American States. The Lima Group's been very strong on this, uh, uh, led by uh, uh, the presidents of Peru, Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, Chile. I mean, it's uh, apart from the usual outliers, uh, in this case, Mexico and Cuba, uh, really the hemisphere is increasingly united behind Guaido. And that, that's another important point. You know, the propagandists uh, and, and the international left would love people to believe that this is Yankee imperialism uh, uh, alive again. This is the people of Latin America saying we, we want the people of Venezuela to have the same freedom we do. And and the, the, the fact is, if we can't uh, accomplish this peaceful transfer of power, what what is already a, a refugee crisis unprecedented in Western Hemisphere history, well over three million refugees having fled Venezuela already, that, that number could double or, or go much higher very quickly. Did um, Admiral Craig Fowler, as the head of Southern Command, did the president talk with him at all yesterday, or did uh, Acting Secretary of Defense Shanahan talk with Fowler about options? Well, the, the, there are a lot of options underway. I, I spoke with Pat Shanahan, myself, uh, Mike Pompeo, and I have been talking. We've been talking to the intelligence community. You know, Admiral Fowler had a, a great uh, line a couple of uh, days ago referring to the Southern Command, which he's in charge of. He said, we're on the balls of our feet. Uh, ready to go, and that—that's the kind of attitude we need. This—this is—this uh, is something that uh, President of the United States tweeted again last night uh, to get the Cubans out of Venezuela. You know, I think our view is if the 20 to 25,000 Cuban security forces left today, Maduro would fall by midnight. That—that's what's keeping him in power. There's no popular support for him. Uh, there is support from a cadre of top uh, regime officials who have benefited from the corruption, the drug trafficking, the looting of Venezuelan assets these last uh, 20 years. But it's the Cuban presence more than anything else that keeps the regime in power. Now, Leopoldo Lopez appeared with President Guaido yesterday. He is a uh, famed figure in Venezuela, a part of the freedom movement. Do we know his situation this morning? 
Yeah, I think he's safe. I think, uh, uh, you know, there's obvious concern that uh, whether it's via the colectivos, these motorcycle gangs of thugs that the Cubans have organized or uh, whether from uh, from from the Cubans themselves, that that any opposition leader is in danger here. That this is these are real acts of bravery we're seeing here on the part of just average civilians. You, you could look at the crowds yesterday uh, in uh, Caracas, and we'll see more of that today in cities all around the country. These are just average people who want nothing more than a free government and, and to give them a chance for uh, an economic future for their children, which they're not getting under the Chavez-Maduro regime. Conditions get worse and worse. This is particularly true in the poorest neighborhoods around Caracas, which 20 years ago were, were the major sources of support for Hugo Chavez. Uh, they're now entirely with the opposition. Uh, where are Maduro and his his strongman Padrino hold up? Padrino was on com on com, on TV in combat fatigues yesterday. Maduro showed up last night trying to to look in control. Where do they hold up? Well, you're, you raise an interesting point. And and uh, during the day, of course, they were invisible. Juan Guaido and, as you said, Leopoldo Lopez were out on the streets of Caracas with their supporters uh, trying to rally uh, uh, further support. Uh, Maduro and uh, and, and his regime were down in a bunker somewhere. And basically where they are is a place called Fort Tiuna, uh, which is the Cuban headquarters in Venezuela. Uh, why were they there? Because I think they couldn't trust most of the Venezuelan forces to to actually protect them. Uh, the Cubans, they could count on. That tells you what the real political situation in Venezuela is for the regime. Yeah, with the Internet social media shutdown, allegedly with the help of the PRC, how are people communicating with the Latin America, with the Venezuelan masses? And I know there are 190,000 Venezuelans in Florida with phones, but how is the word getting out? Well, there are a lot of uh, uh, things being tried. We're going we're gonna to be working on that today. In fact, uh, I've called an emergency uh, uh, NSC principals meeting for 2 o'clock today to discuss what, uh, what our next steps are. And uh, we're, we're looking at a lot of possibilities there. And, and uh, you may see the consequences of that today or in the next few days couple more questions. Brazil's vice president said yesterday that this is the point of no return. Either Juan Guaido and Leopoldo Lopez would be prisoners or Maduro would be leaving. Is Brazil's vice president correct, uh, Mr. Ambassador? Look, I think it's coming to that point. We're at a time for choosing here. And uh, I just don't believe President Trump is prepared to see foreign governments effectively take over the uh, control of Venezuela, and uh, which possesses the largest reserves of petroleum in the world. This, this is something the Venezuelan people themselves don't want. But uh, the, 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 the Maduro forces like to talk about what Juan Guaido is doing as a coup. It's not a coup. It's the legitimate president taking control of the government of his country. I'll tell you what the coup is. The coup is the Cuban presence in Venezuela uh, that I think controls Nicolas Maduro. Now, we have a rare moment of agreement between the Washington Post editorial page and the Wall Street Journal editorial page. The Post saying, whatever its ultimate outcome or indeed its strategic wisdom, Tuesday's uprising is not a coup attempt. The Wall Street Journal saying either Venezuelans reclaim their freedom or instability and misery will continue to radiate from Caracas through the Americas. I don't know that I think that cable news and the media did a good job yesterday. They seem to be treating this as a minor league story when, in fact, it will affect the hemisphere for decades to come. Do you want more eyes on Venezuela today? Absolutely. Once people see what's going on in Venezuela, I, I don't I don't know of any responsible person who believes in self-government uh, who can support Maduro. And I want to say we've had 
extraordinary bipartisan support in Congress uh, on Venezuela. Yesterday, I uh, called uh, Speaker Pelosi. I talked to uh, Senate Minority Leader Schumer, many other Democrats and and Republicans, uh, to give them a heads up on what was happening early in the morning. They they were all strongly supportive. They oppose Maduro. Uh, They support Guaido. They want to see a peaceful transition of power. So at a time when Washington is riven by partisan debates, uh, support for the legitimate uh, government in Venezuela could not be stronger across the board. Ambassador John Bolton, National Security Advisor, thanks for joining me this morning. Good luck today in your labors. Thank you, Hugh. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.